0: Welcome to, What Do You Need to Know About God in Today's World? Today I want to discuss what you need to know about God and free speech. This country was founded on free speech as our forefathers fled a tyrannical monarchy. Yet in a strange turn of events right before our very eyes, the same tyrannical spirit has crept into and expanded in this country as the government, big tech, the media, and corporations are demanding that individuals, news networks, politicians, and even newspapers be censored and banned, canceled and disbarred, and that speech and views be monitored for validity and truth. And rather than an outcry against it, many are advocating it. But such behavior is communistic and undemocratic at its least, and anti-God at its worst. You see, free speech and the right to determine truth for ourselves without infringement on those rights is a God-given right. So why is there this huge momentum to silence speech? Well, these entities claim that they are trying to eliminate lies, conspiracies, and disinformation, and establish truth. But the very notion of silencing speech, in effect, creates a toxic atmosphere that instead breeds lies, conspiracies, disinformation, And is void of truth. So let's discuss why and discuss what God's view of free speech. First of all, when you ban speech and appoint truth arbiters or fact checkers, discovering the truth becomes very unlikely because those arbiters are not impartial and they become the ones who establish the criteria for truth. Truth then is no longer objective and independent but is subjective to the motives, whims, and intent of the arbiters, and it becomes untrustworthy. Because rather than truth, you get a one-sided biased perspective of an issue. You see, you can only arrive at truth by hearing every side, all voices, and all alternative views of an issue. Proverbs 18.17 says, There are two sides to every story. The first one to speak sounds true, until you hear the other side when they come and examine his story. You see, a person can make a very cogent, eloquent points and compelling arguments until the other side comes and refute every argument of the first party. Because though truth is straightforward, those telling it may not be. And oftentimes, truth is somewhere in between each side. So to get to the truth, You need the whole picture and therefore need to hear every side of an issue. What's interesting is that the government is supposed to be protecting free speech, but in most instances today, they are joining with those who ban and censor it as they entertain creating truth and reality czars, implying that they are going to ensure information is factual. But who's going to check the truth czars? Who will merely present a one-sided, unopposed view and interpretation of an issue rather than truth. And it's when views go unopposed that you are more likely to get lies, spin, and propaganda as in China and communist countries. Truth czars, then, are proxies for state-run government. Instead, all we need is for our government to allow a free flow and dissemination of information, and we, the individuals, can independently verify and assess information to arrive at true facts on our own. Another problem with appointing truth arbiters is the fact that this, in effect, removes you, the individual, as the one who is the arbiter of truth. You see, God has designated you as the arbiter of truth for your own life and he holds you accountable for pursuing truth, not somebody's version of truth, not what makes you feel good or titillates your emotions or coincides with your preconceived notions, but pure, unadulterated truth in every issue. Because information is not inert or inactive, it is powerful and forms the core of our beliefs and influences our decisions and behavior. Therefore, the individual, not big tech, the media, or the government, is to be the filter through which all information is to flow so that the person can determine for themselves whether or not information is conspiracy theory, disinformation, lies, or truth, and then govern themselves accordingly. But it's apparent these people do not believe that you, the individual, are capable of analyzing and synthesizing information to determine truth for yourself but that their superior intellect permits them to spoon-feed you their interpretation of what's true and factual. Then, in their condescending attitude, they tell you, don't question it, don't challenge it, just believe it, because we say so, and bow down and conform, because we do not allow for dissent and opposition. And this sets a dangerous precedence for us. Just think if we had banned free speech when there were opposing voices claiming that tobacco and cigarettes were harmful. Or in the early 2000s when there were voices alarming an impending crash when banks were permitted to make risky home loans. Thank God we had free speech then because the irony is that it was those opposing voices, which turned out to be the accurate and true information. So this draconian free speech for me, but not for thee by those who have authorized themselves as the speech police and monitors of the truth are actually an impediment to truth. Instead, we need more speech and more diverse opinions and views to arrive at real truth. Another danger with this hostility of banning free speech is that it's predatory and cringeworthy. There's something radically wrong with government, media, and big tech collaborating to silence certain voices. These controlling entities are never neutral or arbitrary, but are deliberate and always target their opponents and those of opposing views. Primarily, they've targeted and banned all conservative voices and anyone who deviates from their narrative. And they're selectively purging their platforms of the views of over half the country while blocking the other half from access to those views, not allowing for conversation and dialogue between these groups, but causing division, contention, and separation, which could become irreparable. You see, dialogue and free speech are what's good for the country, but progressives don't appear to care about what's good for the country, but only their own self-interest, and they are tone deaf to such points and they continue to be unrepentant and unrelenting in their dangerous pursuit to ban free speech. Now, to justify this banning, progressives uphold themselves as the ones who believe in science and claim conservatives are science deniers. But this is disingenuous, because in science, as in any profession, there are always diverse credible opinions and views and never 100% consensus on any issue. And while progressives want to dictate what scientific data everyone should subscribe to, conservatives want all views and interpretations to be heard. Take climate change. Some scientists believe it's an existential threat from an enormous impact of man and carbon emissions, while others, mostly conservatives, believe the extreme weather patterns are cyclical and have always occurred and man's contributions are relatively minor. And even on COVID and the use of masks, treatments, and vaccines, and every other scientific topic, there are varying valid views and they should be made available to the public and the public make up their own mind rather than be coerced to subscribe to one set of scientific data. And we should also be careful about labeling anyone a science denier for not subscribing to a prevailing view. See, if you recall in history, it was the round earthers and those who said the sun was the center of the universe who were called science deniers in the middle ages. But it was those views and voices that were accurate. So in science, medicine, or whatever field, we learn the more voices made available for the public on a matter, the better. Now, progressives also try to stigmatize all conservatives as those who peddle lies and conspiracy theories and should be censored and banned. In essence, they're saying that they, big tech, Democrats, and the media are the only ones you can rely on for honest reporting. And we all know that's not true. The censoring and suppression of conservative views is not about giving you credible factual information. It's all about them spotlighting progressive views ad nauseum, such as no election fraud last year, to allow their claims to go unopposed. But it's like a doctor saying to you, I don't want you to seek a second opinion, just the opinion and information that I give you. Without a doubt, that's an unhealthy prescription for you. And so is all of this banning of conservative views. They want to control and limit the information that you have access to so they can control you and what you hear, say, and see. They treat you like a fragile adult whose parents have to decide to control and screen everything you watch and see. These entities have your own parent control on these platforms because they think you can't handle inconvenient truths and facts. And they concentrate power in their hands and take it out of yours therefore not only are youtube google facebook instagram twitter just canceling conservatives as they deny them the right to disseminate and share information they're also canceling and banning you as they deny you your right to a free flow of information but i have to tell you i'm not surprised that this is happening you see this banning didn't just start recently It actually started years ago when progressives began to target hate speech. This is why I'm not a fan of hate speech, because it was a prelude that inevitably led us down this slippery slope of banning opposing views. In my opinion, all harmful, violent, threatening speech is hate speech, regardless to who expresses it or who is the target. Because categorizing hate speech only becomes a catch-22 because it depends on who is defining hate. Right now, it's progressives and big tech and their definition of hate is anything that disagrees with them and their ideology. Even if it's from a Christian worldview, such as defining marriage as only between a man and a woman. And it's why many Christian organizations are now being labeled as hate groups. And many have been banned on big tech platforms as well. This is also why our traditions of Christmas and Thanksgiving have become so lackluster and insignificant to the culture. It's because Christian ideology is often on the radar of this unbridled censorship. Yes, sometimes speech is uncomfortable and can be offensive to those of different views, and we may disagree with it, but the individual or group has a right to that speech and belief. And though we shouldn't allow speech that endangers the public neither can we silence speech we need to protect speech with the ability to disagree and open debate allowing for a free exchange of ideas and civil discourse and we need a free flow of information for it's the exclusive right of the individual to determine the truth and validity of any given set of data independent of an appointed truth arbiter. Now I want to discuss with you what's God's view on this matter of free speech. First, you need to realize that God has made you an independent thinker. In Ephesians 4.14, God says, he doesn't want you easily swayed and under the influence of the schemes of crafty people who try to trick you with lies so clever they sound like the truth. God doesn't want you to be a programmable pawn susceptible to all the information software engineered and downloaded by progressives. Instead, he wants you to choose your information software and detect and remove all malware yourself to keep your operating system running smoothly. And that requires that you be independent in sorting out facts and truth for yourself. Finally, God authored the First Amendment because he's a free speech advocate. As we examine the scriptures, you will never find Jesus silencing any views, even views that he disagreed with. For example, in Luke 19, the Pharisees demanded that Jesus silence a crowd of people who were praising him, but Jesus refused. He did not silence the Pharisees who rejected praising him, and he did not silence the crowd who engaged in praise. He allowed both dissenting voices to coexist. In Matthew 16, Jesus asked the disciples, who do you say that I am? And he asked, who do the culture and men say that I am? You see, Christ was not just interested in the opinions of his disciples, but also in the opinion of every person in the land. Finally, in Matthew 15, the context of this scene helps us to determine the importance of free speech. Here, Christ, in confronting the Pharisees, told them that engaging in their traditions didn't necessarily show honor to God, but it was what came out of their hearts and mouths. And that was a true statement. But the disciples came and told Christ that the Pharisees became offended. And Jesus didn't apologize. Instead, he became more offensive and told the disciples, leave them alone. They are just blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, they will both fall in the ditch. What we learn here is that people are easily offended and truth is oftentimes offensive. So in our culture, as we strive to be offensive free, and ban and cancel speech because we find certain viewpoints, opinions, or a set of facts offensive, truth then becomes a casualty because it's prone to offend people. That's why Christ never silenced anyone, even his enemies who were out to destroy him. He knew truth could only prevail when you have free speech. Therefore, he allowed people to speak freely and the hearer to decide what they wanted to believe and follow. Yeshua understood that to ban speech is to undermine truth, and he was more concerned about truth being heard, open debate, and free speech, even if it offended someone. Free speech is precious and imperative because it's the incubator for truth. And I'm convinced that if Jesus lived today, he would be a victim of cancel culture. He would be silenced and banned on Twitter, Google, YouTube, and all the big tech and media and every progressive platform because he spoke openly, even if it offended people. Our founders had great and godly insight into this concept of free speech that we need to appreciate and apply. Freedom of speech is a God-given right and truth can only prevail when our society has open discourse and a free exchange of ideas. And no one has the right to ban our free speech on any platform or any venue, nor usurp the individual as the responsible party for discovering truth. We all need to pray for this country to regain this pivotal insight and to make free speech a priority again. So he who have ears to hear today, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord says. God says to us, come and reason together and let the flow of diverse information, views, opinions, and ideologies be allowed in every institution and on every platform that truth might prevail. Recapture the American spirit and abandon the open hostility to free speech and open debate, for it is a God-given individual right, as you are all Americans and still one nation under God. So I pray for this country to return to Christ the Lord, so that we can all return to civility again. Amen.